You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, you're listening to episode number 27 of the Blended Family Podcast. I hope you all had a lovely Mother's Day. Last week's episode was released on Sunday instead of Monday in honor of Mother's Day. So if you missed it, you might want to check that one out. Don't forget, if you subscribe, it will guarantee you don't miss a single episode. So let's get right into today's topic, which is before you call it quits. This is for those of you who are going through a struggle in your relationship, and you might be thinking of throwing in the towel. Maybe you're fed up. Maybe you think things will never change. Maybe you think you can never get things to work. This could be the first time you're experiencing this in your relationship, or you may have ventured down this road many times already. Let's be honest here. I really think in every relationship, couples come to a point where they're deciding whether or not to call it quits. And if I'm honest with you, Sean and I have also been down that road, not because we didn't love each other, but because raising a blended family can really put a strain on any relationship. In fact, when we're alone, there's never an argument. I'm not saying it's the children's fault either. It's just that raising children is stressful, especially in a blended family. You try to always be on the same page as your partner, but sometimes you may not agree Then you may be dealing with outside influences like exes or ex-in-laws who don't help the situation. Then you might even have kids not getting along or getting along so well that they band up together against you. Add to that financial strain and hectic lifestyles. It's a recipe for disaster. And you and your partner might be thinking, is this really worth it? Relationships shouldn't be so hard. But the truth of it is, is that relationships are hard. They take work and a lot of it. Things aren't always going to be perfect, but isn't that life anyway? We all have had failed relationships, which I never even like to call them that. They're really learning experiences and hopefully they help you grow in some way. The relationship you're in now can be another of those or you can stick it out and make it work. What I want to help you with today is just to point out some things to think about before you call it quits, because you should never call it quits unless you've tried everything you can. Maybe I wouldn't be saying that if you were two kidless people in their early 20s where no one is affected by your decisions. If you're listening to this show, you likely have a blended family where there are children involved. So deciding whether you save your relationship or not doesn't only affect you and your partner. It affects your children too. I do want to make one thing clear though right away. If there is any incidence of abuse or drug addiction, I would not necessarily encourage you to remain in the relationship. I'm certainly not going to tell you what to do because I don't know your specific circumstance. There are cases of people getting treatment and reforming. 
However, I really think that those types of behaviors are much more damaging to a child than ending a relationship. Children shouldn't have to watch those types of things and they have a hard time processing it. So if you're going through anything like this and you need some help, connect with me privately by email at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com so I can help you with that. So I broke it down for you into five key factors that I think you should look at when determining whether to continue or terminate your relationship. The first is to look at the length of the relationship. How long have you been together? There's a big difference in ending a one-year relationship or a 10-year. I'm not saying your heartache can't be as strong. Sometimes a one-year relationship can hurt more ending than a long-term. That just depends on the quality of your relationship and your feelings. What I mean here is that it's just generally easier for the blended family, kids in particular, separating when there's not yet a very strong attachment all around. So the first factor is just to see how much time you all have invested into this. The second key is to look at the overall quality of the relationship. I don't mean the kids here because they could be contributing to the problem and also because they aren't in your relationship. It can feel that way, but they're going to grow up and move out. So I mean you and your partner. How do you get along? Most importantly, how do you get along when you're alone without the kids? That's the true test here. Do you fight constantly or only when the kids are around? Do you disagree about other issues not involving the kids, like money, jealousy, or anything else? Do you feel irritated by this person all the time or just sometimes? We all get irritated by our partners, but I mean like a, ugh, I just can't stand to look at you feeling. That's different. A big thing here is, do you like spending time with your partner? Because if the answer to that is no, you may have a problem. Here's something else I want you to try. Close your eyes and picture your life with your partner in 10 years from now, then 20 years from now. Picture what it will be like when the kids do grow up and move out. Will you travel together? Will you do fun things as a retired couple? Can you even picture this in your mind? Think about how you would feel about your partner If you removed all the stress from your relationship, now I know that's not realistic. I'm just trying to get you to look at your partner with a different set of eyes. Stress can make us see everything in a negative light. So when you remove all of this external stress, now how do you feel about your partner? This is a good indication here about the health of your relationship. If you can't even picture your future or are still not happy with this person, you need to look deeper. Maybe in doing this exercise, you feel relief and love for the person, then that's good. Most of our problems come from current stresses. We have to understand that everything passes and these stresses won't always be here. Okay, so let's move on. The third key factor to look at is how many kids are involved here and How would they feel to see the relationship come to an end? I have seen blended families with one child involved and then other families with lots and lots of kids involved. Like I said earlier, kids are affected by divorce. For some kids, this current relationship ending 
could potentially be a second or third divorce that they will witness. I certainly don't want to make you feel guilty, and that's not why I bring this up. A happy parent means more to a child than watching their parents stay in an unhappy relationship. But we still want to at least take their feelings into consideration. Now, in some cases, a child may have never liked a step-parent or the relationship, and so may be encouraging a parent to break it off. Though, in other cases, it could be heartbreaking, especially if they have built attachments to that step-parent and step-siblings. How your kids feel can't be a defining factor because they really don't understand the circumstances of an adult relationship, but I still think it needs to be looked at as a piece of the whole puzzle. The fourth thing is to look at How many years do you and your partner have left before you're empty nesters? And this is really for those of you that are getting a lot of stress and arguing that is coming from the raising of the children. If the kids seem to be something that's repeatedly causing an issue in your relationship, why am I asking this? Back to before when I told you to envision life when the kids move out, life is going to be different then. We all love our children and we're not pushing them out the door, and I'm sure we will miss the daily stress that that they cause when the house is quiet one day. I'm not going to lie, though. I really don't think I'm going to miss the teenage years. Anyway, do you have three years left or do you have 12? It makes a bit of a difference. Again, not a defining factor, but something to definitely look at. I will tell you this, time does fly. Sean and I have been together for eight years, and the kids were real young when we met. We still have about six years before the youngest is 18, but the oldest is only two years from that now. And when we look back, it just feels like it went by so fast. Okay, and the last key factor I want you to look at, and really the most important one here, is what types of issues are you and your partner having, and can they be resolved? So what are the things that are causing you and your partner to disagree or argue? You may have one major issue or many. Beside the kids, which we've already spoke about, it can be money, it can be responsibilities around the house, it can be lack of interest, lack of chemistry or sex, or even fighting over exes. Maybe there's concern of a cheating partner. There are too many things for me to really list. Only you can make that list for your relationship. I want you to write everything down that's a concern on one side of a sheet of paper. Draw a big line down the middle. And on the other side, I want you to write down if you think that's possible to resolve or not, and how will you resolve it? So for instance, let's say cheating is on there. In the other column, you might write maybe with therapy. Or let's say it's kids. You would write yes, and then you know with time, it can ease off. If it's over house responsibilities, you can write yes with communication. These are just examples. Only you and your partner know what's going on and the most beneficial way to address your own issues. And you may find that when you do this, Things aren't as bad as you thought. Plus, it gives you a plan of action. You can sit down with your partner and your list and start addressing the issues together. So let me just repeat those five key factors 
again for you. These are the five key factors you should look at when determining to end your relationship or not. Number one, length of the relationship. Number two, overall quality of the relationship. Number three, how many children are involved and how would they feel about a breakup? Number four, how many years before your empty nesters? Number five, what types of issues are you having and do you think they can be resolved? Now, two things that I feel you should not factor in, remember, this is just my opinion, but those are finances and exes, and I'll tell you why. Financial stress is something we all have. It never really goes away in any relationship, unless you run off with a millionaire, right? Now, if one of you is causing all of the financial hardship by having an excessive shopping or hobby problem, that's a little different. But you are a team, and you need to address your finances together. It should not be a sole cause of a breakup. And exes, some exes will do anything they can to prevent their ex from moving on and being happy. Yes, we chose our exes, but we divorced them for a reason. Do not allow an ex to come between you and your current partner. It's just not fair. Once the kids are of age, the exes will be less involved. Now, some things that you and your partner can do if you determine that you want to try and make things work. First, you want to get everything out in the open. If you did the exercises here, then share it with your partner. Communicate about all of the issues you're having. You can't fix what you don't acknowledge. Then, make that plan of action with your partner If you're both on the same page, decide how to fix what's going on. See where you can each make improvements. You can also arrange therapy, either couple or individual. Couples therapy is probably best in this situation since you're trying to save your relationship. Now, you know my style. I'm a fixer and a lover, so I want to save everyone's relationship, but I do absolutely understand that sometimes you just can't. And sometimes it's really in the best interest of everyone involved to end things rather than stay and do more damage. But you may be struggling with some common fears that are holding you back from moving on. So I just wanted to talk about that a little. One of the big fears that you have could be financial strain. I won't tell you not to have this fear because it is understandable. But if that's the only thing holding you back from happiness, then that's not acceptable. You can always work out that part. Of course, it's always better to have things set in place beforehand, but sometimes you just don't. I think I already told you in the introductory episode that when I had my divorce, I had no job and no family here at all, but it was more important for my sanity to get out of the relationship. And you know what? Things worked out. I did have to start a business and work real hard, but anything is worth you being happy Finances should not be a reason to stay. Another fear is what will others say? And the fact of the matter is we shouldn't care what others think, but most of us just do. But if you let others control your life, you'll never be happy. No one else is living in your shoes but you, and you have to do what makes you happy. It's really none of anyone's business, even your parents and close friends who are probably just trying to help. And the big one, fear of being alone and worrying that you'll never find anyone else to love you. 
Of course, when I say it out loud, it sounds irrational, but almost everyone going through a breakup feels this way at some point. I did. It's scary to think of being alone, especially if you've been coupled for a long time. You can feel that way, but don't let it get you stuck. It's just holding you back from moving on to find future happiness. Trust me, when one door closes, another one always opens up. You will find love and happiness again. So that is what I have for you today. If you are at a crossroads in your relationship, I hope this helps you a little. If there's anything I can do to help more, please connect with me by email or in our private Facebook group at www.blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. If you have a tip for the listeners, you can comment on the show notes. And if you have a topic idea you'd like me to cover, let me know. Again, my email is melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Next week, we are going to talk about perfectionism and how it's just not realistic in the blended family. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to being with you again next week. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.